Monroe. Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We are, of course, still experiencing the coronavirus pandemic, so we're doing this via remote, much like everything now. So this is Corey DLG coming at you from his house, and coming from his house is little brother Nico. Hello, hello. And, uh, yeah, just the two of us today. It was nice having Joey Savage back uh, on the four-year anniversary episode, and now we're um, back to a semi-regular schedule here, so we'll keep going through, and he'll pop in from time to time. Um, how you been, man? How was your weekend? Uh, not much of a weekend, considering everything that's been going on. It's like every other day now. Let's say uh, a bold yet also depressing statement. Yeah, like it's it's like oh every day's the weekend. It's like oh with every day's the weekend if nothing's happening. <laughs> if nothing is special, are we ever special? That's pretty much where I'm at right now. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. That's fair. I, I kind of do that. That's fair. Um, yeah, man. So I guess we'll just go ahead and jump into it. There's a little bit of stuff going on in the entertainment world that we can talk about. Um. We'll start with this, kind of the continuing story. I don't mean to monkey pile on him, but it just it just kind of keeps getting worse for the WWE. Um, so two weeks ago, the XFL closed. Last week, they announced layoffs. Mm-hmm. So you and I kind of talked about how we thought, oh, man, that must be like, they must be hurting for cash. Like, they must be, it, they must be cash tight between the two events. Um, it turns out no the opposite WWE between credit and cash has a $500 million reserve. Okay. Sure. So then they announced this week in typical evil corporation. Vince McMahon is the bad guy of the universe fashion. They're paying out $9.4 million in dividends to investors Three and a half of that, which will go straight to Vince McMahon. Cool, cool. So after they lay everybody off and then basically get named essential business by bribing the state of Florida, um, they then cut. So they fire wrestlers, bribe the state of Florida, then announce they're paying a dividend. Now announce they have a war chest of $500 million. And then they also announced that they're going to be making more money by cutting back on live shows and doing more taped events. So this is just like, hey guys, did you not like us before? Because you're going to hate us now. Yeah, if you thought we were the good guys, wait till you see what we're doing next. <laughs> next we'll be drowning puppies. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, like, what is this? So apparently Vince McMahon initially was kind of nervous about TV deals between Universal and uh, I guess it's I guess, uh, Fox, mm-hmm. NBC Universal, I'm sorry, because that's who owns the two shows, right? Right. Well, he basically, I guess, got the okay from them. He thought he had to be doing live work, and they basically said, listen, as long as it doesn't suck, you can tape it. Um. But here's where the confusion. So I'm going to give credit here to Dave Meltzer, who's a who's a known like wrestling journalist. He said the schedule is still they're still not taping five shows at a time, and I don't know why. Now they can, and they're not. They're taping less. Just like Raw, Raw is going to be live on this coming Monday, and then the next Monday, the Monday after that, will be taped. So then Raw will be back on May 11th. There will be two they're taping, and then they'll be back on the 25th. Essentially, they're going to be going through May basically every other week if you're raw, and then in June they're going to be back to taping every Monday. But they're going to go, but they're going to go to save money because it's a money saver. Instead of going Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, they're going to go Monday and Tuesday in June. It's so random. So I guess they're going to cram filming both shows, like so they film Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. I guess by doing it over two days instead of three, they save on crew as well. Yeah, set up and take down and all the extra stuff you got to do. Yeah. Um, 
it, it feels bad when this huge organization is also like, and hey, we're going to penny pinch by making everyone's schedules the worst. We still have $500 million, though. We're still going to fire everyone. Yeah, like... Like, it know, just doesn't feel good. And then, and then they paid a dividend to the investors, too. Well, that I understand, because it's like, well, at the end, the company wouldn't exist. Big air no, quotes no. on that one. No, that's that's incorrect. Like, it was a private company that went public. It existed, and then people bought into it. Right, but I'm saying, like, those are the people that keep, the, you know, that pay for stuff. These are people no, that keep giving not, you money. No. Do you know how stocks work? Well, I mean, I assume that you buy them and then you hold on to them and then they pay you back for when you bought them. So... Because they own a percentage of the company, basically. Sort of, except you only the company only gets paid the first time stocks change hands. So when the, when the company sells stock to the initial person, they got money for that. Yeah. After that, it doesn't pay bills ever again. So like that, the stock money is... The investor money is long gone by this point. They've been publicly traded for a decade. So it's a little weird paying a dividend coming into a financial crisis. I don't know. I feel like that's something you have to do if you're a company that's publicly traded is you pay them because they're the people that still own your company technically. Well, a lot of companies actually don't pay dividends and you only own the stock so that it can go up in value and you can sell it again. Hmm. I I'm not sure about this now, but I feel like most, like I know most oil and gas companies don't pay dividend anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a, like, I understand why people buy stock less and less and less these days. All that and the fact that it's run by computers that travel at the speed of light. Right. All then, like, what do you really own? Like, what are you really getting? The only yeah. time you really physically are getting something is when somebody does pay a dividend. Right. Like, like otherwise, like, I own 0.5% of IBM. Uh, okay, cool. Can you make a computer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, does it doesn't matter. <laughs> I day trade stocks. That's what I do. I make $20 a week. <laughs> right. Like, it's, like, I don't know. Just, uh... The whole thing is just a It's one of those, it, it, it's like, it's increasingly becoming one of those get rich quick schemes, I feel like. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, and the weird part is when you watch any of the, like, anytime there's one of those weird scam movies like Wolf of Wall Street or um, the it's banking always... crisis stuff, it's always the same thing. Like, they're always doing the exact same thing. They're just, tricking someone and grossly overvaluing the product and it's never that complicated and it's never that hard for them to do it and then everyone's rich and you're like wait is this is this just how it happens yeah like the I guy mean, the, 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 the whole thing was going on with like cryptocurrencies when they started exploding yeah that's when exactly bitcoin what. shot up to like sixty thousand dollars for like one there was a time where i actually i almost like was sitting at a computer about to do it and got distracted Bought a hundred dollars of, of Bitcoin like the month it came out because a guy wrote an article about it, and I just thought it was silly. And re- like, you're talking about I would have owned like three thousand of them for the hundred dollars, like something ridiculous. And there was a time when they peaked, and I would have been I would have had like twelve million dollars. Right. Yeah. I I but then will we... remember that forever. Well, yeah, the only problem is that uh, if you would have had them and then dumped 6000 or $12 million worth of Bitcoin into the market, it would have collapsed to like $7. Not, and not, my, it... not my problem if the check clears. <laughs> like, I'm going to say this as plainly as I possibly can. If someone ever accidentally gives me $12 million, they will not catch me. Once you have their money, you never give it back. Gone, son. Gone. They'll be like, you can go to jail for a hundred years or pay back the twelve million. I'm gonna try and wait the hundred years with with science and technology. I might live that long. Yeah, with your twelve million dollars, <laughs> I will hide it and I will come back for it. Like, <laughs> forget it. The other, the other, I don't, man. Like, but so back to the WWE. I just don't understand the. <sighs> I don't understand what they're going for now at this point. 
Yeah, like this just seems really aggressively like like it almost like super showboaty. Like I mean, which is would make sense it's the WWE. <laughs> but like <laughs> this is them flexing on everyone. Yeah, cuz everyone's like, "Oh, we're having to close. Things are happening. This is bad." And they're like, "We fired everyone. We still have 500 million dollars and we're essential." And it's like, "Okay, you know, you didn't have to do all that." Yeah. That feels a little much. <laughs> well, and here's the other part of it that just doesn't make sense. So if they didn't have to fire the wrestlers, all they did was make available a bunch of quality talent for places like AEW. Yeah, but is AEW going to be able to open? Are they essential business? I mean, they're also in Florida. Maybe. <laughs> they're owned like, by, the maybe... by the Panthers, so. Yeah. They're not far from Florida. They're not far from Florida, but it's just a, it's just ridiculous, honestly. <laughs> like this is just the biggest fu to most of the other people in the wrestling business. It really kind of is, right? Like it's sort of like a. Oh, are you guys struggling? Well, we're not, but uh, these guys are fired anyway. And on top of that, like we're rich. Right. Yeah. This is like the exact opposite of like New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> where they're like look we're taking care of everyone yeah whereas where New Japan unified all the wrestling groups to go to the government to ask for help the WWE is basically like every man for himself we're bribing a governor <laughs> that is what happened <laughs> that is exactly what happened they were like shh they're like man we're in trouble we, better, we gotta get out of this I almost cursed there you're welcome um, we gotta get out of this let's bribe somebody <laughs> I'm not saying we're going to bribe them, but we're definitely going to bribe them. And, like, no donations. Like, nothing to save face, either. No, no, not even. No, that's that's the bad, That's the worst part about all this. Firing yeah. employees, paying a stock dividend, bribing a governor. Like, none of it's even remotely, like, a positive. And they're just riding through it. They're just like, yeah, we did all that. <laughs> That's how I, we roll now. Uh, who who was it that says it? Bill Gates or someone who was like, I don't think it's Bill Gates, but someone said like this pandemic will show the character of a company. Uh, I mean, I always feel like you know the character of a company when times are down, like the oil crisis. To me, if you work in oil and gas at this point, you're either somebody who benefits directly from it, like you, you work in it. Well, but but like a lot of the people who work in it, you know, they 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 get laid. They've been laid off three times in the last fifteen years. Yeah, but they keep coming back. Exactly, and you know the the saying in the oil and gas industry is oil always takes care of its own. But what you forget is like, but they also fire they? you real fast. Yeah. This is like the third time they've fired you. Like I always talk to my friend about that. She's in oil and gas, and you know she she acknowledges that it pays the bills, but she also sort of feels bad about it like as a young person who can see the headlines but she knows like well it's good money and you know it's the field she wants to be in and blah 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 and like the conversation is always kind of like you know oil takes care of their own except when they don't (laughs) except when they fired me that one time that was pretty whack but they brought me back so i mean like was it though and it's like yeah it was you didn't work for for yeah it's totally cool it's totally cool it's totally cool it's fine now. They rehired me. It's fine. That, that's a weird thing to do. Like when you have to go back and be like, "Hey, can you can you come back? We need something else." Uh, it's definitely happened to me before. I did. I was let go from a company one time incorrectly, improperly, and I pointed it out in my exit interview. And human resources called me like a day later, and basically they led with the conversation starter of, "Do you really want to come back to somewhere that just fired you?" And so, like, we settled on some stuff, and we made agreements, and, like, they didn't fight unemployment and stuff like that. So, like, we kind of came to a, a mutual agreement. And then uh, when I was with uh, Idiot Town, when I worked with uh, Joey, we, you know, I got laid off. And then they called me back, like, 60 days later because <laughs> they had to fire people for stealing. Uh, they had people stealing company time, and so they laid off two people, and they couldn't open the job for replacements until they offered it to their laid off people. Nice. So they, they said, come back. Yeah. And I came back and literally the first meeting I had, I basically knew like first time I screw up this lady, cause it's going to fire me. 
Like any chance you get, you're gonna fire me, aren't you? It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, oh yeah, for sure. You're gone. You're gone was, as soon as anything happens. That was basically the meeting. Like I've never been in a meeting where it was more plain that they were just like, we didn't want you here, but didn't have a choice. Kind we of had thing. to call you back. Basically, uh, honestly, like seriously, all all talk. And I'm I worked there for like four months. And then I got in an accident in the company vehicle, and they and they immediately were like, "Yeah, it's not going to work." Um, and they've kept people who've gotten in like four accidents with company vehicles, but but my one was the bad one. You forget, you forget where where you forget where you stand. Oh, right. Anything happens, learn your place. Like that was the thing that they used—a car accident to get rid of me. Um. But yeah, it was just like uh it literally I'd never had had a conversation more obvious where where the person was basically like I can't believe you actually came back. <laughs> they just wanted you to not come back. They're like, I'll call them, they won't show up. They showed up. All right. Well, yeah, like so they had given me a severance and right when the severance ran out is when they called me and said I could come back to work. Oh, so that worked out perfectly. Yeah, so I was like, well then obviously I guess I'll come back to work. Cool kept all your money like sweet yeah but you know it still wanted to be one of the worst places ever i mean yeah but i mean good money never comes cheap you know oh oh nico where'd you get that wisdom i don't know i <laughs> it just came to me that like was, everything i say <laughs> that was disturbingly wise what was that good <laughs> money never comes cheap my God, there's somewhere there's a 60 year old man who just like on his front porch drinking lemonade <laughs> just went, mm hmm. Mm hmm. I know that's right. Uh, and then he hollered through the screen door to his family eating biscuits. Yeah, because we live in the South. Yeah, yeah, all of that happened somewhere. Uh, like, <laughs> that's yeah, it's 100% true. accurate. This is just yeah. describing someone's life. <laughs> This is no longer metaphorical. This yeah. is just talking about something that happened. This is now just biographical. <laughs> um, but, man, good money never comes cheap. You blew me away, son. You blew me away. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, you know, you just wind up working for an idiot. But it's, it's definitely happened before. And that meeting was great. Like, that meeting was like, I walked out of the meeting being like, all right, well. And I had a weird attitude about it after that, too, because I was kind of like, they're going to anyway. Yeah, like, it just just tell me. like, Yeah, like, how concerned it, should I really be? I've always been under the, just like, if something bad is going to happen, just tell me, and it'll be less bad. I mean, that's clearly a myth, but I do like that idea. Well, it's something that you can either prepare for or be like, alright, look, if we're just going to get into this now, we might as well. <laughs> Let's just do it. Yeah, I do feel that way. Like the Band-Aid off approach where it's like, all right, you know what? If we're going to have it out, let's let's have it out. Right. I do feel that. I always feel that way. I agree with you on that. Um, it's <laughs> if like you mess up, you're fired. All right, then. I'll just wait till the one time I mess up. Yeah, that was kind of like, that was sort of my attitude after that. I was like, all right, well, I'll come and do my job. And then I guess when I mess up, I guess that'll be it. And so like anytime there would be any kind of disagreement at all in my head, I was like, are they fire? Are they going to fire me for this? I, I imagine it was like a gauge and it was like how annoyed they are and as soon as it crossed the point they're like alright that's it <laughs> this was what we were waiting for well no because like the other times I, the other times I was always right so like it, it didn't feel like you can't you, you need at least I want to fire you for being right yeah you need at least a little bit of cover and so every other time I was solving a problem like fixing something messed up and then they it, they did do this every time. They would make a rule where from now on I wasn't allowed to fix a problem. <laughs> That's my favorite solution to that. Just yeah. say you can't do it. Like, they literally made a phone list where I was the only person not on it. The order of everyone who answers the phone, they were like, first Todd, and then David, and then Brad, and then Naomi, and then Linda, and then someone's. The whole warehouse team, and I just wasn't on it. Nice. And I remember looking around, and I had, uh, when I was receiving manager previously, I had trained the guy who was now running this warehouse. And so I looked at him, like, with a question mark, like, did they forget me? And he gave me, like, a hard head shake of no. 
He was like, they did not forget you. <laughs> they didn't forget you. They just didn't want to. They <laughs> and I and in my head I went, okay, all, all right. right, no more, no more solving problems. I guess cool. But that then also did give me the luxury of completely ignoring the phone in the warehouse. Yeah, because then you could just ignore it because you're like, well, I'm not supposed to pick this up. So, well, literally, I mean, it it would ring until someone would answer it. Like it didn't go to a voicemail like every like all the office phones. So there's just this phone ringing across the whole warehouse where everyone expects someone else to get it, except they made a list and I'm not on it. So, <laughs> so then you're then you're a hundred percent in the right. You're like, I never have to answer this phone. That's correct. And so like I would just whistle and just happily walk up and down all whole, the aisles, getting my little parts together, building my orders, knowing I had nothing to do with the phone. Right. So you didn't have to worry about it. You know what? <laughs> they solved a problem for you. They kind of did in a real way. Like it went from me having a headache because their stuff's messed up to them having a headache because no one knows how to do their job. So exactly, <laughs> you know, eye for an eye. If you're gonna be mean to me, you might as well just make me not have a job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't have to make your life easier. Right. That was kind of the frustrating thing. Is like I really felt like I was helping them, and they were really like, "I can't believe he helped us again." <laughs> It's like the worst version of like the Scooby-Doo villains where it's like, ah, oh, you're meddling kids. <laughs> Did you repair the theme park and make us more money with a great marketing plan? Oh, you kids ruin everything. Right. And you're like, what, what world am I living in? <laughs> no, this that's the opposite of ruin. The park is profitable now. He was like, but if the park went to crap, I could get an insurance claim. And they're like, no, no you're, you're making more money now. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to pay more taxes. Now we got to do more work. You guys don't understand anything. Oh. oh, man. So we didn't want success here? Like, was that not? That was the that plan the whole time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it definitely could be weird. I, maybe that's what it's like working at the WWE now. Just, they're just getting rid of they're just this is just an excuse to get rid of people they didn't like oh for sure and then, yeah listen Vince McMahon still runs the WWE like a like it's his like like it's wrestling like he just goes through and he owns it okay so flat out pitches things accepts things says things yes or no tells people yes or no so then like that's it like uh, a lot of guys have talked about how like coming and going was totally up to Vince so yeah for sure just walks into the thing, just give him a big list, and he's like, no, 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 no. And then they all get let go for no reason. Pretty much. Awesome. Thanks, Global Pretty Pandemic. Pretty much. He's like, no, this guy's not working out. This guy's not working out. This guy's not working out. Okay, we're done here. And we're done. What'd they say? <laughs> we're running out of money? Uh, prove we have a bunch of money. Yeah, go ahead and show them all the money. Show them all the money. You sure it's a good look right now? Yeah, just show them all the money. I don't care. Yeah, show them all the money. <laughs> show them we're fine. Show them all of it. And that's what they did. That's what they did. <laughs> they showed them all of it. You know what? Pay the investors. I want, I want them to know we have money. <laughs> yeah. Make sure everyone knows we've got so much cash we're paying out dividends. <laughs> you sure this is a good look for us, Vince? I know it is. Okay. There it is. All right. are, are, are you Vince McMahon? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in this story, yes. No, I'm saying, like, that's his assistant. Oh. Well, <laughs> like, he's like, saying that you... to him. He's like, are you sure it's a good idea? And he's like, are you Vince McMahon? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know, sir, you are? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Show them the money. Show them the money. <laughs> Show them everything. Go ahead. You know what? Order an Uber for me to cross the street. <laughs> Make then... sure it's in cash. Then <laughs> <laughs> publish this story. <laughs> oh, man. It's just... <sighs> It's just weird to me for a publicly traded company in these climate of times how little he cares about perception, about workers' rights, about the look of it, about how it looks for about investors and about blue collar versus white collar, the the imagery it creates, the juxtaposition of the two groups. It's just fascinating to me that he doesn't care at all. At all. Zero percent. Zero cares. Good for him. Zero cares. 
And they're going to be fine. This is the worst part. Yeah, they're going to be here forever is what it sounds like. Whereas originally three weeks ago, I was like, maybe they're, maybe they're in trouble. No, apparently not only are they not in trouble, they DGAF. Yeah, they're essential. They don't care. <laughs> they're essential $18 million later. Right. Good Lord. All right, well, we don't have $18 million, so we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we got more than Radio coming your way. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. I'm going to tell you guys about my friends, The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Located right there on 1488 in Conroe. Right now, they're not open, but the Facebook page is active. They are still working every day to keep to keep their inventory going. They're building a website. They, they're working on some events behind the scenes that they can hopefully still put together, even maybe some, some internet-based things that they're working on. Uh, but they're, they want to stay connected with the community. They want to stay connected with you guys. And they want to keep serving the community in any way they can during these trying times. So reach out to facebook.com backslash. Uh, I believe it's The Adventure Begins. If not, just check the search bar. The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. We often link to them so you can see them on our page. Just reach out. And if you can support them at all, go ahead and do so. Uh, as everybody kind of goes through this great pandemic opportunity. Uh, thanks and be safe, guys. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. All right, Conroe, welcome back to some more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way on 104.5, 106.1, these sister stations, and streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, we are doing this quarantine style remote via anchor this is Corey dlg and with me on his own anchor remote little brother nico hello again that's right make sure to check out the facebook.com backslash nerd thug radio that's where we post the gps coordinates of nico's hidden stash of money mm-hmm. um and you can find it on this 420 and buy illicit things with it to do stuff with mm-hmm. if you are so inclined yeah if it's open because i mean it's quarantine thing still going on so you never know maybe not bro maybe Maybe not not. (laughs) um all right so before we get into anything let's go ahead and tell our tell them about our friends the adventure begins comics games and more the adventure begins comic games and more has their web page open their web store is open you can order your stuff uh i'm not sure if they're are they doing shipping or they just pick up only um, I think they're doing both. So delivery and pickup on uh, the stuff you order from Adventure Begins. Fantastic staff. Unfortunately, they are closed due to the pandemic. However, they're a wonderful location. Once everything opens back up, they're a wonderful store. Always clean, family friendly, fantastic staff. Any questions? Uh, they do have a shop Discord, uh, and that link can be found on their Facebook page. Uh, so check out the adventure begins comics games and more and make sure you get your nerd on you know if we're indoors all the time it's a great time to pick up like a board game or something to entertain yourself or some some good reading this is true or if you had a box you could go ahead and pay up and clear out your box i'm gonna do that this yeah. week. there you go yeah so make sure everybody else does that too. support local help out where you can keep these businesses going as best as we can during this uh rough corona time I'm uh I'm starting to like 
Like I, ha- I have to just keep turning the news off. Like I can't stay on it. You know. Yeah, like it's it was different when like we're we're having our like normal lives and then like occasionally pop into the news, but like if it's the only thing on, you're just like, so I guess the world is ending at alarming rate. Well, and then like, or like you'll get really weird stories, like, "Hey, man, Greenland's all right." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you you kind of hit it on the head. Like this is exactly what it's gonna be like if there is some sort of apocalypse where people will be like. So it's like in the movie Waterworld where they're like, dry land is not a myth. Dry land is real. And it's like, no, no, it's not. It's definitely not real. You're just being stupid. The whole world is covered in water. I thought they get to an island at the end of the Waterworld, though. <laughs> yeah, they do. But, like, it's a movie. It's got a happy ending. And there probably will be some countries that turns out okay. But it might not be through the best methods available. Like... When China was quarantining Wuhan, they literally disconnected the freeways. Yeah. Like, they blew up the roads in and out of town. That, uh, yeah, because they didn't want you leaving. And, like, uh, have you seen the footage from Wuhan and, like, how terrifying and, like, dystopian it was? Just empty, where everyone is literally forced inside. Yeah, it's empty, streets are barren, and there's just, like, news playing over the megaphones. That's like that's terrifying. So it's clearly like, that's, a weird time. that's horror movie right there. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's a weird. That's yeah. It's not a. Um, I it, it. This is nothing like anything we've ever seen before or experienced, and it keeps getting weirder. Like now, there were people protesting to be able to come outside. Yeah. Like, it's just dumb because it's like you're, this is how people get sick and die. Well, I don't mean to celebrate someone's issue or pain or trouble. However, one of the pastors who held an in-person service for Easter in defiance of the ban has now died from corona illness. Wow. Yeah. So that didn't go well for him. That's rough. Um, And that's not a good thing, but it almost feels biblically just. Yeah, like he he endangered other people. Like this is the kind of thing that... Maybe this is why they said don't gather into groups. Yeah, this is like plague level bad. (laughs) So I, I don't know. I hope... I hope people see common sense in the lot and like see reason for this, but it doesn't feel like it right now. The old, so the one thing you have to also realize is that the people who are also like, this is dumb. I'm not going to do it. Are also the people that get sick. Like those, those teenagers that threw a coronavirus party and then they ended up with coronavirus. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, like this is like direct punishment for the stupid. Like the world it's for like, sure has a sense of humor about this. Right. They're like, well, we want to go outside. Goes outside and gets sick. It's like, well, you wanted to go outside. <laughs> I don't right. know what you wanted. Right. You, you said you wanted outside. I, I don't, I mean, I just, you don't want people to get sick and I don't want people to die from this. Uh, I know. I want people, That's... you know, to live healthy and happy lives. But you've got to, if you're a leader of people, and I don't consider myself a leader of anything, but I am perpetually trying to be careful with my words about this um because i think it's better to err on the side of caution like i don't want someone listening to nerd thug radio to be like yeah it's totally cool like go outside do stuff no don't do that like you know however i feel personally i want i want people to to be wise and be safe and right if you're a leader of people and you tell them to ignore the authorities so that we can get together to have church like it's not a very intelligent move it doesn't feel like it 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 definitely doesn't and it's just just... putting people in harm's way exactly and and putting them in harm's way for what exactly because because my understanding of religion is that they could pray and honor you know the lord anywhere they go so doesn't have to be in a church. It doesn't have to do it. Do feels, with anything. Feels like maybe there was a financial goal attached to that. 
some donations maybe 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 there was a collection plate that they were looking for there like why else would they be so fixated on that right yeah i don't know man it's it's never really a good sign no it's definitely not it's definitely not a good sign and i there's a lot of crazy stuff going on uh dc comics so we talked about the comic book world kind of being turned on their side a little bit a little bit like a turtle just turned upside down they don't know what to do they really don't they're struggling with different choices here they, they're not they they tried something it didn't work within two days of pitching it it was shut down so yeah. here comes take two are you ready for this Try again. Try All right. Again. So, this time, DC Comics has announced that they're going to go ahead and resume shipping. But not through Diamond? Not through Diamond, the sole distributor nationally. So, they named these two companies, and they basically divided the country in half and said, if you're on the West Coast, you go to this company. If you're on the East Coast, you go to this company. You order through their portal. And they're going to supply you with your books. Well, it turns out that the East Coast company they picked is actually the comic book store Midtown Comics, who specializes in shipping comic books. And then the one on the the West Coast... it's a direct store. It's a store, yeah. The one on the West Coast is the same thing. It's another comic book store that specializes in shipping. And so then the retailers got super mad. Because DC was having these retailers buy their books from another retailer. Ooh. That seems worse than what we tried before. <laughs> it kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't think... Yeah, I'm trying to wrap my brain around, like... I think there was zero thought put into that. Yeah, no... Like, it's like, oh, well, you can't use Diamond. And it's like, well, what do we got for... Like, it feels like someone it's like, big comic book shipping. Boom. <laughs> that guy. And it's like, you know, it's a store, right? And they're like, yeah, that guy. Well, and they had to know a little bit because they had them create new companies for the dis- for the distribution. Yeah, but it's still owned by the same people. Right. That but means they, nothing. And they didn't even announce it, like, transparently. They weren't, like, so-and-so owned by Midtown Comics. They were like, we work with so-and-so now. And and they just kind of left people to find it out on their own. Right, which is always a good sign of a good thing that's <laughs> totally not biased. Yeah, for sure. It's totally going to go well that way. Look, if you denied the online comics, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> that one, I think... I feel like that one might have been a, a, a better idea. I, I don't know that it still had enough... Like it wasn't perfect, clearly. Right, right. But it was but good enough. It was it was good enough for what happened because it was so fast. Yeah, exactly. Like they didn't even, like you... they didn't even run like a cycle of solutions, did they? No, this is like, well, we'll just ship it out, I guess. But like, okay, so you're gonna have so you're gonna ship out your books, right? To what open comic book stores? Well, that's the thing is, like, there are open comic book stores, but it, there's not, like, a great list. Well, there's not, there shouldn't be many of them, considering most of the country is in crisis currently. Uh, yeah. And a lot of, a lot of places don't have, a lot of places have, I mean, a lot of places do have work safe orders and mandatory work only. Except, uh,. Except Midtown Comics, I yeah. guess. Well, well, listen. Okay, so there are workarounds. Like, um, warehousing doesn't count. Okay. No, yeah, but I'm saying like so, like so, they like get their books cadets. and then sell them to where? Well, they can ship them home, ship them to customers. About to pay a lot of money on this book. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Like, I don't know. Other things can be shipped for two. Like that's the thing I don't understand is there are other products that are five dollars. There are tons of products that are five dollars. Tons of products that are cheaper than that. So what are we doing? Like what is comic books not understanding? What are they getting wrong? 
selling to two distributors? I don't know. Well, if Quote, one couldn't do it, but like I think, so I think the bigger problem was having a distributor at all. Honestly, like why why DC can't just ship them out themselves? Yeah, like why isn't why aren't publishers just shipping them themselves? Because the twenty percent that they were giving to Diamond clearly wasn't enough of an incentive for Diamond to take care of anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. As soon as the as soon as everything got a little rough, they were like, "Well." We're shutting it down, boys. Right. We're going to pay you late, and we're not going to ship. Later, guys. <laughs> it's like, wait, what happened? Yeah. What happened to the 20% for the past 20 years? Exactly. And, like, what are they doing for the 20%? So, I don't know. Like, I... TKO is the only publisher who was already independently dealing with shops. Like, they had salespeople. Boom has sales reps who go to different stores and, like, interact. Um, we hung, we, we met one and hung out with her, a girl named Morgan at Space Cadets Con Con last year, two years ago. Um, and these are, you know, these are people in the industry who are connected and understand stuff, but what's the, I think that having the one distributor while it was most convenient for the shop, it also didn't work for the shops. Lots of shops had big problems with Diamond. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure the, the you know, it was probably just a matter of like convenience. You know, it's much harder to like, oh, now we got to work out a new deal. Now we have to find a new person for this. Or it's like, all right, we just give it to Diamond. And then Diamond sends it. Like we don't have to worry about anything else. Right, and, and think about that. Like, there's no other industry like that where everyone can just sit around and go, okay, well. They handled it. Right. They're like, well, we done and we sent it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, we gotta like, you gotta like think of like the other things you have to do. And it's like, no, we're done. No, yeah. We made it and we gave it to the distributor. We don't do anything else. That's it. We're done. We don't right. advertise it. We don't market it. We don't, you know, and like clothing brands handle their own advertising. That's why a lot of them wind up doing their own stores. So they can literally from just sell you their stuff. Exactly. Was they can have the shelf space they want. So like, yeah, uh, the comic industry is really weird. Oh, the more I think about it, the more the comic industry is built backwards. Like conventions aren't well, and everyone loves this, but this is backwards too. Comic book conventions aren't supposed to be like a swap meet where the creators are also there to hang out with the with the with the readers, like. Yeah, that's cool for the readers that they meet these guys, and obviously they should go and do that, but it's the stores shouldn't be there for swap meets. Like the stores should almost be like the VIP customers of a convention. Cause like if you were having a convention of any other kind. You bring people in the industry in. Right. And you show them new stuff. Like if I was making tennis shoes and I threw a convention. Uh, that makes me a tennis shoe manufacturer or a tennis shoe product company, and I'm bringing people in to see what I make in the tennis shoe industry. So I invite the footlockers of the world to come to my convention, and I treat them like royalty because I want them to order my shoes. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. And, like, I'm sure that it was, like, because comic conventions are also not necessarily, like, like, they are about comic books and people making comic books, but I think it's also about, like, just a gathering of people who are fans of yeah, it is, so many things. Yeah, it is, it's also become, like, just a giant swap meet, in a way. Yeah, like, stuff you can go buy, like, you're always spending money at cons. Right. Like, it's like, a, that's like half the experience. If you can't buy anything, there's nothing to do. Right, and then, yeah, and obviously that's how the cons make their money now, too, is selling the table space, right? Yeah, yeah. But, selling table space. But really, conventions then... used to just be marketing events. Yeah, they've really pulled away from that. Comic books conventions, at least, like they've just completely changed what they are. Yeah, now it's like a big gathering of people who want to buy stuff. Right, and that's kind of a. I don't know that that's what they're supposed to be. I mean, I, I just don't know. Yeah, like, it's a different thing. Like, it's not necessarily a convention. It's like a... I don't know what to even call it without sounding weird. I don't know. 
like an expo. Yeah, I think it's probably closer. Because it would be like Versus. an exhibition like for people to see. Yeah. It's not even really, because you're just trying to buy stuff. Right, now that's not what it is at all. Now it's now it's literally like a trader's village or a flea market. Right. And, it's, and I mean, yeah, there's other things to do, but that's always on like the back burner. Yeah, like... Like panels and stuff. Yeah, and panels are really treated secondhand. They're treated as like filler. When really, like... I don't know, man. Like, I mean, some people just go for panels if they don't have any. Like, nobody don't want to spend a ton of dollars to go sit at thirty panels. No, that's not all they do. But you know, if that's a majority of the time they spend there is at panels. Maybe I hope. I mean, I don't know. I just... That one year Zach gave like seven panels. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. I just feel like we've, as a comic book industry, we've somehow navigated ourselves into this weird place where like we're lamenting the loss of a monopoly that that both the stores and the publishers agree wasn't very good yeah and it's like a matter of convenience that we make we we are upset about right yeah because what they're really mad about is the idea that those things are gone right ah darn the one person that carried all my stuff for me at a huge fee and was monopoly on the industry stopped working. Right, because like now I have no fallback. So wrap your brain around this. When we talked to the webtoon people, they said what twenty million people are reading webtoons. Yeah, uh, like it's a pretty big base. And if you make comic books, like comic book stores are one place you want to be, but they're not the only place you want to be. You want to be in bookstores and grocery stores and WalMarts and Targets, like. Yeah, you want to you want to get to back to the days where a print run can be high enough to make you money, right? Instead of being super small and you can only find them at specific places. I mean, it's it's weird that like back in the day, comic books used to be sold at grocery stores, and now the only thing you have there is like weird, huge compilation books. Yeah, that nobody wants from like nobody yeah, yeah, from like DC. Because they're not even they're not even like a like a it's not even like a print run or something. It's literally just a bunch of books slapped together and sold for like five dollars. Right. Yeah, like, I, I think I'm not interested in issue one, twelve, and sixteen of three different series. I'm not reading. Exactly. Exactly. I think that 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 we've as an industry gotten away from the things that worked before like x-men didn't sell a million copies be- just because of speculators like yeah there were variant covers and that had something to do with it but part of the myriad... that that market was far off by the before then right but but part of the reason they sold a million copies is because there were tons of places to get comic books toys r us's grocery stores walmart's gas stations you can't do that anymore the spinner rack is gone Long dead is the spinner rack, and I think that that's part of the problem. I think that's part of because it sounds like a spider. Spinner rack. Yeah, that's just a spider. Burr, 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 burr. That's but, not a real thing. No, not at all. But I do think that's part of the issue with all of this is that there's just there's no the ecosystem is 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 off balance. And it doesn't even really make sense because comic books are as popular as they've ever been. Like, they're so important to media. and They're dead like, center in the pop culture zeitgeist right now. Right. And somehow we can't get people to buy books. Like, what's happening, guys? Yeah, like, what have we made? And so, yeah, I kind of feel like we, as an industry, comic books have painted themselves into a corner that they can't paint themselves out of. And... There's they're just, gonna have to figure it out. They're gonna have to because there's no other option. There's nowhere else to go. There's no other way out. Um, and I, for the industry, I think coronavirus might have been a little bit of a blessing because it forces it's time to have these conversations. Um, right. You can't just fall into the status quo as things get worse and worse. Well, and you can't want to go back to things if they weren't working. Right. You can't go back to things if they just don't exist. Right, but we can't be excited about like, oh, let's go back to the way it was two years ago when everyone was unhappy. Let's go back to when there was a monopoly and we couldn't do anything because they just decided they were going to stop. Man, all it took was them going, eh, we don't feel it. 
they were like, eh, we're, we're just going to stop doing that. The whole comic book industry was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Hmm. Eh, weird. Because now they have nothing, like, they, they have to do something now. Yeah. This is this is this is the forceful change that they need. Yeah, absolutely. This is we are now in the cocoon stage. And there's an opportunity for something else other than what was here before to emerge. Business as usual to emerge. So we'll see right. what comes out of it. Um Man, did we really just take up all the time on that? Uh yeah, pretty much. All right. Um Okay, thanks for listening, guys. I hope everyone has a safe week. We're going to be back on Thursday doing our sports thing. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. going to tell you guys about my friends, The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Located right there on 1488 in Conroe. Right now, they're not open, but the Facebook page is active. They are still working every day to keep to keep their inventory going they're building a website they, they're working on some events behind the scenes that they can hopefully still put together even maybe some some internet based things that they're working on uh but they're they want to stay connected with the community they want to stay connected with you guys and they want to keep serving the community in any way they can during these trying times so reach out to facebook.com backslash uh i believe it's the adventure begins if not just check the search bar the adventure begins comics games and more we often link to them so you can see them on our page. Just reach out, and if you can support them at all, go ahead and do so uh, as everybody kind of goes through this great pandemic opportunity. Uh, thanks, and be safe, guys. Hey, Conros, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health prices straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community. So takeout uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but the community has always relied on itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where, as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest-growing counties in all of America. Uh, Thank you very much, and stay safe, and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well, and I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.